Test, 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 test. Test good. Fair. Well, welcome to worship, everyone. It's good to see you here as we continue uh, in our sermon series, Hall of Faith. And today we're going to be talking about Joshua, which is really pronounced Yeshua, which means God saves or God delivers, not man delivers, which is kind of how we think most of the time that we are the ones that have to get things done, that we're the power behind what makes things happen. And as we get into our readings, we're going to find out that that is absolutely 
not the case, even though the Israelites are going to be discouraged because the odds are against them, but they forget who their weapon is. A few announcements before we begin our worship. Faith in Action is October 21st, so make sure if you're available and and wanting to help with that as we take our faith into the community to grab a t-shirt. There seems some very, very small t-shirts out there tonight, but um, make sure you sign up for that. That is October 21st, Saturday. Um, It is LWML Sunday, Lutheran Women Missionary League. It is their 80th anniversary. So as much good as they have done, uh, they've got a stand outside. So if, as you have time, please stop by there and check it out. They can tell you about all the great things that they've done and are continuing to do. And we are still looking for some sponsors for our kids in El Aragonal, Guatemala. Um, so if that's on your heart to adopt, sponsor one of those kids, uh, please make sure you check that out. You could do it online. And I think there's cards out there um, that show you how to do that. I'm not exactly sure how many kids are left, but there is a few. Um, and we would like to get them all sponsored. Um, so with that, uh, Liza Levins is uh, one woman one woman show for us tonight. And we're grateful for her to do that. And we will rise for our first song. you 
may be seated as we turn to a time of confession. As we sing this song, examine your heart.
our whole theme as we go through these characters in the Bible in the Old Testament is faith. And it's faith that brings us to the foot of the cross. It is faith, not in what we have done, but in what Jesus has done. And faith that no matter what we have done, that we can bring it to God and in repentance, lay it at the foot of the cross and walk out clean and forgiven. And that is a miracle. And even though tonight we'll hear about an earthly miracle that God delivers the Israelites by fighting their enemies for them, the greatest miracle he gave us is Jesus, the cross and his forgiveness, because without that, we would never have eternity. And that is our hope as we walk through each day, getting closer and closer to that day. So as a fellow sinner and one of your pastors, I announced to you that upon, as we sang our confession, God has heard it and he has forgiven our sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let's actually stand as we sing this next song. This is talking about the hope that we have in Christ.
And our first reading comes from different sections of the book of Numbers. The Lord said to Moses, send some men to explore the land of Canaan, which I am giving to the Israelites from each ancestral tribe, send one of its leaders. So at the Lord's command, Moses sent them out from the desert of Paran. All of them were leaders of the Israelites. When Moses sent them to explore Canaan, he said, Go up through the Negev and into the hill country. See what the land is like and whether the people who live there are strong or weak, few or many. What kind of land do they live in? Is it good or bad? What kind of towns do they live in? Are they unwalled or fortified? How is the soil? Is it fertile or poor? Or poor? Are the trees on it? Are there trees on it or not? Do your best to bring back some of the fruit of the land. It was the season for the first ripe grapes. They came back to Moses and Aaron and the whole Israelite community at Kadesh in the desert of Paran. There they reported to them and to the whole assembly and showed them the fruit of the land. They gave Moses this account. When we went into the land to which you sent us, and it does flow with milk and honey, here is its fruit but the people who live there are powerful and the cities are fortified and are very large. We even saw descendants of Anak there. The Amalekites live in the Negev, the, Hitt the Hittites, Jebusites and Amorites live in the hill country and the Canaanites live near the sea and along the Jordan. 
Then Caleb silenced the people before Moses and said, we should go up and take possession of the land for we can certainly do it. But the men who had gone up with him said, we can't attack those people. They are stronger than we are. And they spread among the Israelites a bad report about the land they had explored. They said, the land we explored devours those living in it. All the people we saw there were of great size. We saw the Nephilim there, the descendants of Anak and from the Nephilim. We seemed like grasshoppers in our own eyes and we looked the same to them. That night, all of the people of the community raised their voices and wept aloud. All the Israelites grumbled against Moses and Aaron and the whole assembly and said to them, if only we had died in Egypt or in this desert, why is the Lord bringing us to this land only to let us fall by the sword? Our wives and children will be taken as plunder. Wouldn't it be better for us to go back to Egypt? And they said to each other, we should choose a leader and go back to Egypt. When Moses and Aaron fell face down in front of the whole Israelite assembly gathered there, Joshua, son of Nun, and Caleb, son of Jephunneh, who were among those who had explored the land, tore their clothes and said to the entire Israelite assembly, the land we passed through and explored is exceedingly good. If the Lord is pleased with us, he will lead us into that land a land flowing with milk and honey and will give it to us. Only do not rebel against the Lord and do not be afraid of the people of the land because we will swallow them up. Their protection is gone, but the Lord is with us. Do not be afraid of them. And our second reading comes from the book of Joshua. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord the Lord said to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' aid, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now then, you and all these people get ready to cross the Jordan River into the land I am about to give to them, to the Israelites. I will give you every place where you set your foot, as I promised Moses. Your territory will extend from the desert to Lebanon and from the great river, the Euphrates, all the Hittite country to the great sea on the west. No one will be able to stand up against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and courageous because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their forefathers to give them. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left, that you may be successful wherever you go. Do not let this book of the law depart from your mouth. Meditate, it, meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be terrified. Terrified. Do not be discouraged for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Please be seated. Last week, 
we looked at the great faith, because we're looking at the faith of these people, the great faith of Moses, the faith that he had in God that led the Israelites out of a house of slaves to the parted Red Sea and led them to freedom. And this week, we're going to turn our focus to Moses's successor, Joshua. Now in the Hebrew, the name is Yeshua. God saves or Yahweh delivers. The name Joshua and Jesus are almost identical. And when we think of the name of Jesus, of course we think of God saving us. Saving us by that name, by his perfect son that he sent to the cross to be his perfect sacrifice for all of us sinners. But what about Joshua? Joshua in the Old Testament, known as a warrior. And how can we see God saving through him? In our text, we hear the Israelites talking about how the people in the land that God promised them are powerful and numerous, and there's no way they're going to be able to take this land that God promised them. So how are they going to have it? How are they going to have something God promised them when the people there are too strong and too numerous to allow them to take it? But wait, Joshua means God saves. God delivers. There's promise in that name. There's God's power in this story. It's so much in our nature to think that we have to be the power that makes God's will happen. Guess what? We are not. Well, grace mercy and peace to all of you from God, our father, and from our risen and victorious Lord and savior, Jesus, the Christ. Amen. Moses sent people to look, scout the land of Canaan, find out who was there. Was it really like the land God promised them? What's the fruit like? Is it really flowing with milk and honey? What kind of people are living there? Are we able to take it? It's almost like a military strategy. And when they return to scouts, for lack of a better word, they say, yeah, it is flowing with milk and honey, but there are powerful people there and there are a lot of them. The cities are large and they're populated with big, powerful people. Too powerful for us to take this land. We're not gonna have this land. Remember Joshua, the name, God saves, God delivers. But like anyone who might see an enemy who is too numerous to overcome or too great to defeat, even in the land that God promised them, they were scared. We'd get scared. We think there's no way this is gonna be able to happen. I'm looking at something that's impossible but they forgot who would be fighting for them. Who would be the one that would remove those powerful people from that land and give it to the people that he promised. Now, faith 
the whole concept of all these sermons, hopefully. It's a tough thing to have. It's a tough thing to maintain when we encounter situations that seem impossible. Things in our lives that just seem like there's no way we're going to overcome this. There's no way I'm going to be able to get past this. And sinful inclination is to think only about human limitations. Because when we get frustrated, when we get scared, when we think that this can't happen, we're thinking about human limitations. We're not thinking about an all-powerful and almighty God and his promises. Remember what he had just done for the Israelites to bring them out of Egypt. The plagues parting the Red Sea, these great things that God did, but even having seen and had those things done for them so they could be free, our faith always gets weak when we face the next challenge. Well, how am I gonna get through this? It's too big, too impossible to happen. Yeah, God said it's gonna happen, but I don't know. That brings doubt and grumbling. What did the Israelites say? If we'd only died in Egypt or in this desert, why is the Lord bringing us to this land only to let us die by the sword? They even said it would be better to pick a leader and go back and be slaves in Egypt. The house of slaves that God just brought us out of, it would be better to go back to that than where we're at now. Maybe some of us would have said the same. Man, I was better off before I took that leap into the unknown. Why would God bring them out of that impossible situation that they were in for 400 years in Egypt, using the plagues and the Red Sea, parting it so they could cross, just to let them die at the hands of the Canaanites? Have you ever thought like this? I have, why did God bring me through so much just to let me perish or have to go through this over here. Maybe some of you know this book. Maybe you can't all see it. Guy wrote it. His name is Chris Kyle. He's no longer living. And it's called American Sniper. Now he was a Navy SEAL who survived four tours in Iraq. And if you know anything about Navy SEALs or Delta Force operators, they don't train with weapons because they might use them. It's just part of their life. Usually there's a hundred guys going out for them, but 90 of them don't make it. And once they get there, obviously they're the best trained commandos in the U.S. military, so they get the most dangerous jobs. So death, blood, firefights, it's part of their culture. Since they're the best trained military operators in the world, they get the hardest missions, the most dangerous, the most lethal. The point I'm trying to make here is that these tours being dangerous and full of opportunities for U.S. soldiers to come back in boxes. But that's the job that they do, and they do it like no one else. 
So Chris Kyle made it home after those four tours. And like most vets who have to kill and watch their buddies die, struggle with PTSD. Then he got help. And he found solace in helping other vets who had come home with PTSD. And in his home state of Texas on February 2nd, after surviving four tours in Iraq, even when there was a bounty put on his head by Iraqi soldiers because he was such a well-known enemy. So he had all kinds of opportunities to die over there. On February 2nd, 2013, him and his friend Chad Littlefield were shot and killed at a gun range not far from his home by a troubled Marine named Eddie Ralph. He was obviously extremely mentally ill and dangerous. And Chris was trying to help this guy and ended up getting killed by him. My point is this. Like that of the Israelites, I'm sure Chris's friends, his wife, his family thought, why did he survive all that danger in Iraq just to come home and die basically in his own backyard? That's what the Israelites are thinking here. But remember, this story is about Joshua. God saves, God delivers. This isn't about military training or being prepared as a man or a soldier. God's the fighter here. God is doing all the work. Moses, Aaron, Joshua, and Caleb fell down and tore their clothes, and they knew that it would be God that gave them the land. The fear of those living there shouldn't hinder them when you know that God is the one doing the fighting. God is the weapon, even though I hate to put it like that. And he is going to remove the Canaanites and all those numerous dangerous people that live in the land that he's going to give to his people. God's going to take care of that. The Lord is with us. Do not be afraid of them. Then Moses dies and Joshua is called to lead. God says to Joshua, no one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life. That's not God telling Joshua, you're so tough. No one is going to be able to take you. That is God saying, I am going to walk with you through everything that you face. And you're going to be victorious because I'm with you. We see so much of what God is doing in Joshua's name. God saves, God delivers. Carry on as God commanded. The Lord would lead Joshua through any and all enemies, whether great or small, because God saves. Remember Jericho? God brought the walls down. The people just marched around and around the city and blew horns. God saved, God delivered. That's why he commanded Joshua to be strong and courageous. And believe me, you should know it takes a lot of courage to put your faith completely in someone or something else, knowing that you have no control. But that's what God's asking him to do. Do not be terrified. Do not be discouraged for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. I am gonna lead you into that land and I'm gonna give it to you. 
believe that. Live like you know that's the truth. Joshua believed God. Even though human logic would dictate that enemies so great, they wouldn't be able to defeat. There's no earthly way that Israel would be able to take that land flowing with milk and honey. But faith conquers because God did all the work and always keeps his promises. Even Moses was reluctant when God approached him and promised that he would deliver the people out of Egypt. Now, this is the story of the Israelites entering the promised land here on earth. God gave it to them. He destroyed all those who opposed him. But like Chris Kyle, we don't always see earthly invincibility. We don't always get to experience the things that the Israelites did in Joshua. We live in the faith and hope that we have in the promised land that we have coming, the land that has no more tears, no more suffering, and no more death. Faith takes us through pain. As Paul said, we don't grieve as those who have no hope. One day, not deserving a second of eternity with our God, we will have just that. Just as as the Israelites had the land of Canaan, Jesus, Yeshua, God has saved and delivered us all to life eternal. And that is the hope we live in in every day as God's people. And that's why faith makes pain and loss here on earth, not the end of our story. Forgiveness, eternity, the blood of Jesus. Jesus saves, God saves. And amen to that reality. And at this time, as we collect our offering, we just want to remind you how thankful we are for your givings here at Faith. friend of mine the god of angels 
Heavenly Father, we come before you with joys and concerns. We ask you to help us walk by faith, not by our own abilities and not, not by human limitations. Lord, you have, through your son, given us eternity, something that was impossible and lost forever in the Garden of Eden. Yet one day we will be with you in eternity. Help us to live our lives in thanksgiving of that promise, of that grace, that forgiveness, and that mercy. We ask you to be with those who are lonely, anxious, suicidal, and those who are ill, facing surgery, recovering from surgery, or facing end-of-life issues. Especially in our prayers, we remember Chris Peterson, Shirley Schrader, and Jennifer White. We ask you to heal them according to your good and gracious will, 
keep them strong in body, mind, and spirit. We also give you thanks and praise for years of marriage, for the gift of marriage, for 27 years of marriage for Steve and Audrey Moore, for 57 years of marriage for Judy and Mike Salter, for one year for Sam and Lily Wagner, for 60 years for Anita and Helmut Stoik, and 31 years for Rachel and Jeff Mullimans. We ask you to give them many more years of their lives together centered in you and with their promises made to one another. Lord, and we also thank you for the Lutheran Women Missionary League. 80 years, Lord, that they have been serve, serving others in your name. And we just ask that you give them many more years in a spirit of giving and love that they carry with them every day. We also ask you to be with those in our ongoing prayers and those that we name silently in our hearts. And we pray this all, Lord, as you have taught us, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And after he'd given thanks, he broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, take and eat. This is my body, which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup. And after he'd given thanks, he gave it to the disciples. And he said, take and drink. This is the new covenant of my blood, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Now take a moment to share God's peace with those around you. Before the throne of God above, I have a strong and perfect plea, the great high priest whose name is love, whoever lives and pleads for me. My name is graven on his hands.
When we rise. Now may the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ strengthen and preserve you in body and soul to life everlasting. Depart in peace. We pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this foretaste of the feast to come. Lord, we might not always experience earthly victories, but our faith in you and your blood and your forgiveness gives us the assurance of eternal life. When we draw our last breath here, we will be with you in eternity. That is our hope and that is our joy. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Now, may the Lord bless and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord look upon you all with favor and give you his peace. Amen. And let's stay standing. And as we sing this last song, nothing but the blood, let's really think and ponder. And 
rejoice and be grateful that without the blood of Jesus, we would not be saved. Thank you. 